This is the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the sixth chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came down with the twelve and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for the power came out from him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets." gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Valentine's Day is tomorrow, and I was really, really tempted to preach that sermon on Jeremiah this morning and really dig into this verse, the heart is devious above all else. It is perverse. Who can understand it? Ooh, it's a good Valentine's Day sermon. Jeremiah sounds like he was scorned recently. Something to dig into, but again, that's a sermon for another day, perhaps. I I think because today's gospel is so rich, so important, so pivotal to our understanding of faith, it is Luke's Beatitudes. And it is this beautifully painted image of God's kingdom filled with all of this tension found therein. It's not the Sermon on the Mount. It's the Sermon on the Level Place. It is filled with blessings and woes. It is a message that is poetic with rhythms and words that are direct and yet poignant. Much like the words of the great theologian Johnny Cash in his song, No Earthly Good. If you're holding heaven, then spread it around. There's hungry hands reaching up here from the ground. Move over and share the ground where you stood. So heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Jesus today has come down from that higher ground. He has just prayerfully called the apostles into leadership. And the crowds are flocking to Jesus because what he offers is this power, this power of God that he's been spreading around with each curing of a disease, with each casting of a demon, with each healing moment. He has spread God's love around and the people are attracted to this. And what I love is that while Matthew's gospel spiritualizes the Beatitudes, says things like, blessed are the poor in spirit, or blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, 
this isn't like that. Jesus' sermon on the plain for Luke says it plainly. He says, blessed are the poor. Stop. Blessed are the hungry. Stop. He means that these are the people who are hungry and poor in our society. He says it plainly because he's speaking plainly to the apostles he's called, to the disciples who number the crowd. He is speaking directly to, and this is the literal Greek translation, to y'all. He's speaking to y'all because he knows in the crowd, amongst y'all, are going to be people who are poor and hungry and weeping as much as those that are rich and full and laughing. And unexpectedly today, Jesus names that former group as those that are blessed. And I think that's so pivotal for us to really dig into today. What does it mean to be blessed? Clearly, Being blessed doesn't mean an easy life. It doesn't necessarily mean good things. It it doesn't mean uh, having money or or food or friends because those that he names as blessed have none of those things. Blessedness today does not mean life's comforts, but blessedness is found in the hungry hands reaching up from the ground. And that's hard for us. It's a hard concept for us to wrap our minds around. Because this world so often, we associate blessedness with stuff, with just things going right at all times. And so when Jesus paints this picture of blessedness, it's meant to be jarring. It's meant to make us reflect deeper on on what is God calling us to do when we are blessed. And I get to experience what this looks like in live action sometimes as pastor. In fact, this last week, on Monday alone, I had three different individuals call looking for family assistance. It's one of the things that I find myself doing from time to time is receiving calls from people within the larger community who are in need. And I try to see if I have the resources to perhaps help even just in a small way. Sometimes it's help with the utility bill. Maybe it's a night at a hotel just to make it through a transitional phase. Or perhaps it's a few dollars or some gift cards for food or gas or just basic needs. Three times on one day. And what was interesting, and my favorite part of this, is to get to talk to the people. To listen and to reflect together in this moment of need. And this last week, I heard someone say, Pastor, I've now been homeless for three weeks. It has been so terribly hard. And yet, God is always blessing me. I'm always so blessed by God. And I'm blessed by God now. Or the woman who called needing help with the utility bill, that if she couldn't pay it, would literally put her into debt for months to come, completely throwing aside her financial well-being who when we were able to figure out how to solve this problem, responded by saying, I've been so blessed. I'm so blessed right now, and I'm blessed because I know that when I need something, God will provide as you were able to help provide here today. True blessedness comes in relationship with God, and historically speaking, God has been closest to those in need, the poor, the hungry, and the captive. Today is a fulfillment of Jesus' sermon from a few weeks ago when Jesus walked into the temple, opened the scroll of Isaiah 62, and said, I bring good news to the poor and release for the captive. But I think it's important, too, to say this. 
Jesus isn't glorifying suffering today, but instead he is reminding us that he draws closer to those who do suffer. And for every blessing today, there is a woe. Now, Jeremiah this morning, we heard cursed, right? Blessing and curse. But that's not what's going on here. That's, that's not a good translation. Woe here means heads up. It means be warned. It means take heed to be reminded that heavenly comforts aren't the same as earthly comforts. And this, is, this good news isn't really news at all. This is the same stuff that's been sung throughout history. It's the same thing that Mary sung about in her beautiful song, the Magnificat. When Mary said these words, The Lord has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. The invitation this morning, the call this morning, is to move over and share the high ground where we stand. And this has been the good news since before Jesus was even born. It is a call to the powerful, to those with economic, social, and political power to step aside and to leave behind those those oppressive practices which make it hard for people in this world to feel and to experience the fullness of God's love, the fullness of God's kingdom. Because truly, suffering is not how one earns God's love. Suffering is not a sign of God's favor, but God favors those who do. Earthly blessings, you see, are not the same as heavenly blessings until they are shared. And once they are shared, suddenly our earthly blessings become heavenly. The gospel ain't gospel until it is spread, but how can you share it where you've got your head? There's hands that reach out for a hand if you would. So heavenly-minded, we're no earthly good. Jesus speaks plainly to us today and reminds us that we are blessed, but that sometimes when we are blessed, we are so heavenly-minded, we're no earthly good. Thanks be to God for this good news. Amen.